Hello everyone and welcome to this session on working with your supervisor. Uh, my name is Christian Gilliam and I'm the researcher development uh, developer for the Arts and Humanities and Social Sciences and I'm joined by two of my colleagues. Uh, guys, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Sam Byers. I'm a researcher developer for Life Sciences. And hello, I'm Sonia Tomaszkowicz. I'm a researcher developer for Physical Sciences and uh, School of Technology. Great. So um, as the title suggests today, we're going to briefly talk about uh, working with your supervisor and um, partly in response to the current situation vis-a-vis -vis working and researching from home. Um, so guys, what do you think would be the first thing to, to cover really in, in terms of working with your supervisor? For me, I think that it's important for us to still recognise that there are going to be priority differences so the so when you started your PhD your PhD is your baby you're growing you know you're growing it you're gestating it it's 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 you're all consumed by it um, and the other work that perhaps is going on in 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 the lab is 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 effectively small fry it's not as important to you your supervisor has um, has priorities as well. They need to keep the lab going, grant applications, publications, etc. These are all really important for for them. And there is this, there is this, you're a small part of um, of their priorities. Um, that priority difference is still visible, even though we're working from home. And it's important that we maintain an effective communication stream with our supervisor, um, particularly at the moment, because we can't just go and knock on their door. Um, we don't see them in the lab. Um, they're at their house, you're at your home. Um, so we need to be more proactive in communicating with them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I would say the first thing is to keep communicating. Whatever the situation is, whatever relationship you have, it's really important to kind of keep in touch on a regular basis. Again, this proactivity comes to my mind. And, and if your supervisor doesn't kind of uh, make some sort of uh, regular appointments and meetings with you, online meetings and so on, then you take the charge of that and just say, OK, let's meet every week or every two weeks or, you know, whatever kind of schedule you feel it's relevant and it's important, it's important for you in order to be supportive. Um, um, I think um, that that's fine, whatever suits you. Um, so it's really important, again, to co keep communicating with your supervisors, but also with other uh, researchers in your lab, other PhD students, other postdocs, perhaps. Uh, again, just again, it's for your own sort of well-being, but also just to keep in touch with research that is going on, um, because people will just continue doing things that they can from home. Um, so it would be good to kind of keep track of, of, of uh, what is happening. In terms of communicating, again, emails are okay, uh, but because there is no SMS saying, you know, meeting next to the kind of coffee machine in a lab or, 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 or so, it would be good to have a sort of sort of face-to-face -face in, in a way, uh, or Skype or Teams or, or Zoom meetings and so on, because sometimes I think things in emails can be just misinterpreted uh, or not very clear. And then this kind of a conversation, actually talking to someone uh, will help that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I often refer to them as the small and informal conversations that you have. So as you say, you know, you might be walking past your office or um, you're making a coffee in, in the shared kitchen. Those sort of small interactions, um, anecdotally, I believe, can be more um, conducive to your research or at least uh, in building your conceptual apparatus and your broader ideas. Um, and sometimes you don't quite get that with emails. So I definitely agree if you can ensure that you're having relatively 
um, frequent communication with your supervisor that's not just via email. I think that would be um, healthy and helpful for your project. Just, you know, help you reflect on what you're doing. And perhaps just going back to the point of um, maintaining communication with, with your lab um, as well, so postdocs and PhDs, the um, students that are also in your lab, perhaps think about if it's if you haven't already set one up, perhaps a Slack channel. Um, so Slack is a, um, is, is a great way to have um, a communication thread which is unofficial or not potentially as work related as perhaps having a Teams meeting uh, would be or a Zoom, Zoom meeting. So, and I've found in the, in the past that having that kind of more social communication stream lots of ideas can be formulated in a more relaxed in more relaxed environment yeah exactly yeah yeah you put that much better than me i think that's <laughs> exactly having that relaxed environment to formulate ideas i think is key i think once you just going back to kind of meetings with you and working with your supervisor once you do have agree you know when your meeting is taking place and and so on i would say as as with any meeting face to face any kind of meeting it would be again the same make some sort of agenda what you want to discuss you know be kind of to the point because again you won't have unlimited time because we are all at home it will still be 1 hour 30 minutes or so on so make an agenda be kind of clear what you want to discuss what do you need from that meeting uh, i would say keep notes during that meeting Meeting, um, and at the end of it, summarize what you discussed, if there are any action points, who is doing what and when and, and so on. And then, of course, share those as well to kind of get agreement for, uh, from, from a supervisor, whoever else uh, was in that meeting. Um, and again, I think having this regular contact with supervisor, just again, just to kind of reiterate that it really helps with your own motivation, because very easily I would find um, I would decide to do something and think, oh, it doesn't really matter, you know, uh, I'm not going to see my supervisor, so it's fine. But actually, the fact that you have this regular meeting, see, that can be also motivational for you to actually complete certain tasks in order to share them with your supervisor, get some feedback, and then move on to the next task as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think having some kind of written record of, of your meetings, which should include an agenda and, and the notes, the summaries, and especially those action points are crucial. Uh, human memory is highly fallible. Um, and I think we've all experienced moments where we feel like we're repeating time or in, or in something like Groundhog Days, or we just end up having the same conversations with our supervisors. Um, or we think something's been agreed or reinterpreted as something has been agreed a certain way only to find out a month or two later that we completely got the wrong end of the stick and misunderstood. All those kind of problems can be avoided if you're just keeping track of things. And they don't have to be these um, exhaustive, you know, highly formalized agendas um, and notes. It's just, just just some kind of written document. They can be as short or long as you, as you like, but just have something to refer back to that can give you something to follow. Um, something for your supervisor to follow uh, and just avoid any kind of um, ambiguities and so forth. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think it's probably also worth just noting um, at the moment, if perhaps you're in a, uh, a position where your relationship with your supervisor is perhaps a little bit strained, um, I'm going to reflect now on my relationship with my supervisor when I was doing my PhD. We had a strained relationship and when the when I didn't have to talk to him, I didn't. I actively moved away from having to engage with my supervisor. Reflecting on that now, that wasn't the best idea um, at certain parts of my PhD. It didn't help my PhD progress. Being at home and not having that continu um, 
opportunity to engage with um, your supervisor on a daily basis if you have got a strained relationship can make you feel a bit more relaxed almost because you're, you you may feel oh I don't really have to get in touch but it is important to be active at this point um, and and actively engage with your supervisor um, perhaps in order to do that to get yourself into that routine perhaps think of a reward that you can give yourself a bar of chocolate or a cup of tea or a nice you know glass of wine or something like that to help you actually engage with your supervisor because it's it's important to note that supervisors aren't mind readers um, unfortunately during your PhD you aren't taught to mind read um, it's the one downside to doing a PhD I think um, and so if you don't talk to them they may assume particularly when they're really busy that you're okay so actively engage with them even if your relationship is slightly strained and and like I said perhaps think about a reward mm -hmm. just to um, start with um, to get you into the the notion of being more proactive and speaking to your supervisor on a regular basis. I think that's that's excellent uh, excellent advice and um, it, it is strange isn't it that, that it's something uh, students and I speak from my own experience students can take for granted that somehow the, the supervisor is going to read the mind or just know how things are going but really they won't so um you know don't let a problem get too big until you bring it up you know it's better to just speak to things as early as possible um and and that that requires proactive uh, communication so just you know express how things are going to and be honest too don't feel that you you need to um abide by some kind of arcane identity of what a scholar should be like and you know uh whipping yourself in the back and whatever else you know to, to prove your worth um if you're struggling with something and it's not working for you just be quite functional and practical about it you know do what it takes to make it work for you and a lot of that will require the input of your supervisor and that's precisely what they're there to do you're not there to perform for them so you know, be very open in that communication too, because ultimately that's going to be to the benefit of your project and your well-being. Absolutely. And I think a reminder, I'm sure you know that, so I don't want to sound patronizing there, but at the end of the day, it is your PhD. It's not your supervisors, it's primarily yours. It's your responsibility, it's your work. Uh, you are there to kind of run it, to push it, and, and, and you know, to... to uh, um, to complete to complete it at the end of the day okay so it's in your interest then whatever relationship you have with your supervisor that you get them on board so they are actually there to support you okay so again going back communicating with them is kind of key to that uh, actually happening i suppose just on that on that point i just briefly mention um something i bring up in my um in-person sessions on on working with your supervisor and that's just on the relationship space um, I mean, you could use other sort of metaphors, they don't just have to be spatial, but really it's the idea that the relationship you have with your supervisor can can be plotted or categorised in, in some way for sure, but that it also evolves and changes, generally speaking, according to what year of study you're in. Um, but of course, it's it's not a linear process necessarily so what I'm really saying is that at the beginning of your studies you're more likely and expected to be somewhat dependent on your supervisor and your supervisor in return is likely to be directive it's not always the case but usually that's how it goes but then over time the the ideal at least is that you start to become more independent 
in which case the supervisor is more facilitative. Okay, and then at the end, you know, you've you've got your PhD. That means you've been granted that license for autonomy, that license to be an independent researcher. So in theory, at least, that would mean you no longer need a supervisor. So that's really what we're aiming for. But you know, it's a process. Um, it is an evolution, sure. There's an endpoint, but it's it's not always smooth. And you you have times where maybe you're a bit more dependent than than you would have liked to be. Um, and that's normal. Research never goes according to plan, ever, for anybody, regardless of discipline. There are always unknowns. And actually, it's learning to grapple those unknowns in collaboration with your supervisor that um, accounts for one of the core, if you like, skills or competencies that you require and gain, enhance, whilst doing a PhD. Right, anyway, I think that's... Um, that's more or less summarised our main points. Just to see if there's anything else, uh, Sam or Sonia, you want to you want to bring up before we wrap up. No, just to be proactive, keep communicating so that main um, so that your research project can still keep going forward, even though you're not um, you're not in the lab. Um, I'm referring to um, life science and STEM um, here, um, and. Yeah, keep keep communicating. So keep your project uh, moving forward, and also for your for your own well-being, it's really important that we we look after ourselves at this moment in time. And talking um, is a big help. I would just add to to that. Um, ask for, for help if you need help with your research, with anything else. I do ask for help. That's the job job of your supervisor is there to support you and help you. So if you feel that you're not um, doing well and 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 things are not progressing in the way you wanted it, um, yes, just um, ask ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nothing really more to add to that. I think those those points sum it up nicely. So um, with that, um, we all. Uh, I guess we say goodbye for now and, and see you in another video or in a virtual one-to-one. -one. Uh, remember that we offer those. And in the meantime, if you have any other questions or concerns, um, then you can uh, contact us at the usual email address. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.